0: Please pray with me. God of grace, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. We lit the first candle of our Advent wreath, and together we sang, this year, let the day arrive when Christmas comes for everyone, everyone alive. We are in the season of Advent. It is not yet time for Christmas. We are in the space of not yet. We are in an Advent space that is not yet Christmas, in an Advent space that is a time for waiting and wondering and preparing. But even though we are in a space of not yet, a space of waiting, We have some sense of what we are waiting for. This Advent waiting is specific. It is part of our faith tradition. We know that this is the season of anticipating Christmas, the occasion of that baby's birth so long ago, and the ways God breaks into our lives today, even against the odds. We hope there will be something fresh about how we experience Christmas this year But we also have been here before, most of us. There are things we do know about Christmas. To express the hope that Christmas comes for everyone does not mean we wish for a tree and wrapped objects for everyone. We are not hoping for Santa Claus to come to every kid. We are not hoping for colored lights and tinsel and ornaments. These things are not Christmas. And they are most especially not the answer to our Advent longing. These things are not what we mean when we sing our hope that Christmas comes for everyone. When we sing our hope for Christmas to come to everyone, we mean our hope that God will arrive to touch everyone's life. Because that is a part of what Christmas means. We mean our hope that God might be a bit tangible at times because that is a part of what Christmas means. We may mean that, like Mary, each one of us can partner with God to bring forth new life, because that is a part of what Christmas means. And maybe we even mean the hope that a Savior will come. We sing, Let the day arrive when Christmas comes for everyone, everyone alive. And our longing Is that everyone might feel God's touch upon their lives? That everyone might sense God's presence a bit more tangibly? That everyone might have the opportunity to partner with God in bringing forth new life? And maybe even that a Savior will come to us. Let Christmas come for everyone. But what we know is that there are barriers that get in the way of such a Christmas coming for everyone. This year, I'm focusing my preaching this season on the readings from Isaiah, those prophecies. Most years, I focus on the gospel readings in the season of Advent, but these readings from the Hebrew scriptures, from the book of Isaiah, are some of the most beautiful and moving expressions of hope found in scripture. Christians have come to see Isaiah's words as expressing a hope that is affirmed and fulfilled, And continued through Jesus Christ. When we consider the season of Advent and our vision of what it means for Christmas to come for everyone, we find that Isaiah casts this vision beautifully Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, that God may teach us God's ways, that we may walk in God's paths. Let us seek God, this says. Let us seek out God's ways and God's paths for our learning and our living. And what do God's ways look like? They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. God's way is peace. The prophet speaks a vision of Peace. Don't we all long for peace, each and every one of us? Peace in our world, peace between nations, peace in our cities, peace in our families. And the reality of peace can feel pretty far off. We know that there are barriers that get in the way of this vision being realized for all people. The recent trial, conviction, and sentencing, sentencing of Reverend Frank Schaefer a United Methodist pastor in Pennsylvania, for having performed his son's wedding, left many of us feeling discouraged. Not long before that, our own former bishop, Bishop Melvin Talbert, officiated a wedding for a gay male couple, and the United Methodist Council of Bishops met and declared that they would require that charges be filed against Bishop Talbert. David Hayward is a former Presbyterian pastor, a blogger, and a cartoonist who writes about church. In response to the events in the United Methodist Church, he drew this cartoon. It depicts a gay person being beaten by the United Methodist Book of Discipline. That's what it can feel like sometimes, not only being a GLBT person, but also for everyone who is a heartfelt ally and advocate for an inclusive church. With the song "Star Child" running through my head," I saw something different in our scripture readings. found myself looking at it in a way that I hadn't before. How can Christmas come for everyone in a world filled with swords and spears? If Christmas is the hope that stems from God's promises, how much harder is it to claim that hope when you don't have a basic fundamental sense of safety? if Christmas brings the sense of God's presence as tangible, or if Christmas means partnering with God to bear new life, how much harder is it to claim that hope when you don't have a basic fundamental sense of safety? If the book of discipline of the United Methodist Church is used as a sword, we need to turn it into a plowshare. Last Sunday, Jim Kramer read a letter to the editor of the Davis Enterprise, publicly and emphatically reaffirming this church's unwavering commitment to a fully inclusive church and ministry. And the letter ran in the paper this week, in case you missed it last week. For Christmas to come for everyone, we have to tear down the barriers that get in the way of God's news reaching out to all people. We have to do our part to show clearly the hope of God's presence and promises are available to everyone. If the Book of Discipline of the United Methodist Church is used as a sword, we must turn it into a plowshare. In this world, there are so many ways people are not safe. We see it in the headlines all the time. From wars across the world, to the plight of refugees, including refugee children. Civil unrest and violence in many countries, events close to home. How can Christmas come for everyone in a world filled with swords and spears? How can Christmas come for everyone when nation lifts up sword against nation, when nations study war? The prophet Isaiah was familiar with his own version of the kinds of events we see in modern-day headlines. Here's a snippet of headlines from Isaiah. Your country lies desolate, your cities are burned with fire in your very presence. Aliens devour your land. It is desolate. That, those words from Isaiah come not too long before the words we found in our scripture this morning. Isaiah's, pro- Isaiah's prophecy is a vision of peace, of no more war, of an end to violence. Because when there is no basic, fundamental sense of safety, it is hard to claim the hope of God's presence— the hope of new life being born. But we are an Advent people, a people who believe and anticipate the coming of Christ as real in our lives. One part of the Christian journey, which is especially acute during the season of Advent, is the sense of being a people living in the not yet already. Already living in the not yet, which doesn't make sense. But that's okay, because we are a people who invest our hearts and our souls in things that are not yet true, like a vision of beating swords into plowshares. And by investing our hearts and our souls this way, by staking our faith on the claim that these visions are true, we collaborate with God in revealing the glimmers of this truth already in our midst. Not yet realized, but already here. God breaks into our lives today, even against all odds. One little glimmer of the inbreaking of God's kingdom also comes from the news. In 1989, Liberia descended into a vicious civil war that lasted 14 years and claimed an estimated 250,000 lives. For the past few years, the founder of the Firkuna Metalworks and his team of skillful craftsmen have been collecting weapons scrap relics of this West African country's vicious civil conflict for their arms into art project. From their workshop near Monrovia, which is the capital of Liberia, these artisans expertly cut and melt and weld scrap metal to fashion them into intricate sculptures. In their hands, decommissioned AK-47s, RPG launchers, and bazookas are transformed into candle stands, lamps, and even life-size metal trees. The blacksmith who started this project says, what was an instrument of suffering can become something beautiful and useful. I want to do something serene out of all these things that are violent and nasty. I prefer doing my pieces a little bit funny or sweet instead of doing something macabre or rough. The metal shop's largest, perhaps most well-known work is called The Tree of Peace. Swords into plowshares, a vision of peace, the hope that Christmas and all that it means might come for everyone. Plowshares and pruning hooks are agricultural implements, tools that nurture growth, life, and fertility. In this first week of Advent, We can all seek ways to nurture life, plowing or pruning or fertilizing. We can all hope to build a sense of safety, to do our part to transform violence and exclusion. In this season of waiting and hoping, this season of preparation and anticipation, this is our refrain. This year, let the day arrive when Christmas comes for everyone, everyone alive. Amen.